From the VIP lounge to the gridiron, it's everything you need to know from pop culture to free throws. This is Cleats and Cocktails with your hosts, Meg and Taniella. Welcome to Cleats and Cocktails. I'm Taniella. And I'm Meg. This week's episode of Cleats and Cocktails is brought to you by Hampton's Spring Punch. So fancy So fancy. Um, So this is actually basically just a take on a French 75, it turns out. Um, It's an ounce of gin, an ounce of kiwi puree, half an ounce of lemon juice, half an ounce of simple syrup, shaken in a cocktail shaker with ice, and then poured into a champagne glass and topped with champagne or Prosecco or sparkling wine. Um, So really, it's just a kiwi version of a French 75. It's sort of like a French 75 went on an all inclusive vacation yeah <laughs> and also like had a bit of a green smoothie combo yeah when you were making this that kiwi puree looked healthy yeah you know yeah for sure very viscous yeah <laughs> you know? also that yeah the kiwi puree I basically just took a kiwi and pureed it in the blender with a little bit of lemon juice um so it's still a smidge chunky and there's still <laughs> really and selling there's, this and there's some like kiwi seeds sitting on the bottom of our glasses but I mean it tastes good so I'm into it. That's a visual you've really provided our listeners this week. Mm-hmm. Chunky seeds at the bottom. Yeah. Delicious. It is good though. Um, okay, so this week, our agenda, we are going to do our pick six news stories. And we're going to be doing a very special segment. We have an interview this week with um, Matt Larkin of the hockeynews.ca. We're super excited. Um, and we hope you guys enjoy it. We've been super pumped for this. Definitely. Really looking forward to it. Okay, so jumping into our pick six news stories. Actually, correction. Jumping oh. into corrections. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> Correct the corrections. <laughs> so we have a couple corrections from last week. Um, one of which is like a bit of a major correction, which is that <laughs> curling is in fact still not over. Didn't I say last week that I didn't trust you that curling was over? Yes, yes you did. And uh, it was brought to my attention, I believe the day after our podcast was posted, um, that there was a Players' Championship going on actually in Toronto this weekend. Um, I'm, it's It had international athletes, like it had people from all over. It was mostly Canadian curlers, but like a few international ones mixed in. I don't get really how anyone qualified for this tournament no I mean it's the players championship so like maybe it's like a just for fun like join if you want or you don't have to kind of thing do you do that in professional sports well I don't know isn't tennis like that like you can choose which tennis matches or tournaments to go to I mean yeah but not quite like that (laughs) it's not quite the same okay well I don't know either way it was on this weekend and I didn't really watch any of it, so I'm not really going to report anything other than just tell you curling's not over and I'm not going to commit to curling being over (laughs) or not over or really just no commitment on the curling front at this point. Okay. Um, I think that's a safe bet (laughs) given that we still haven't determined if there is an off season for curling. Right. So, okay. Presumably the summer would be an off season for curling because it's like it's an ice related sport, but I don't. I don't trust it. Yeah, I know. I don't either. For all we know, there are still tournaments. Yep. Okay. Um, The other correction this week um, is that we talked about Rory McIlroy, the golfer, and we mentioned that he was Scottish. He is Irish. (laughs) So sorry to the entirety of the UK and otherwise um, for getting that wrong. Thank you to our lone British listener for correcting that for us. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I knew it was one of the two. I just went with Scotland and you just like agreed with me. So we just went with it. I really didn't know for sure. But I knew it was one of the two and I just took a wild guess and it was wrong. So... Whoopsie. My apologies. So sorry, Rory. Very sorry. So sorry. Okay. Are we good for pick six now? Now we're going into our pick six news stories. Let's do it. (laughs) And it's going to be a pick six. Okay. So up first this week, um, I'm going to jump into Champions League quickly. I know last week we talked about how it was back. And um, so last week was the first leg. This coming week is going to be the second leg. So in terms of um, overall results, not entirely super surprising. Um, I talked about how Liverpool, which is probably one of the best teams and the one that I'm predicting will likely take it. Um, They took on Porto. They won, unsurprisingly. Um, Barcelona ended up being uh, beating Man United 1-0. The big thing in that game is that this week, Barcelona actually plays at home at Camp Nou. So Man U would have to win. If the score, if Barcelona wasn't to score at all, Man U would have to win. They would have to score at least one goal in order for it to go to extra time because Barcelona got an away goal. Right. So that's worth more than if they were to have, if they scored at home. Right. So, so Man U has to get an away goal too. Exactly. Exactly. For it to be comparable. So, um, in terms of the other games, though, Juventus and Ajax played. They're tied 1-1 on aggregate. I'm still really pulling for Ajax, like the little team from the Netherlands that could. I'm really hoping they... uh, So, wait, how are they tied 1-1? They're tied 1-1 on aggregate in the first week. So, did they each score a goal? Yes. Oh. So... Technically, um, they played in Ajax's stadium last week, so it being tied 1-1 right now, Juventus actually has the upper hand because they got the away goal. Okay, got it. So Ajax is going to have to score in Juventus in order to stand a chance. Right. Um, And then lastly, Tottenham actually is up 1-0 on aggregate against Man City, which I wasn't expecting at all. Hmm. So that's super cool. They are going back to Man City this week, um, so... I mean, that one's going to be a good finish. Man City has to come out real hard. They're going to have to score. Like, it's a win-or-go-home situation. So, mm-hmm. um, super excited for that. The games are on uh, tomorrow, being Tuesday and Wednesday of this week. They're on in the afternoons. Um, if you have any questions, if you're watching and you want to know more, let me know. Um, but then what we'll do is we'll do a quick recap next week, and I'll get you prepped for the semifinals because I don't know if anyone caught it, but I basically just skipped the entire semifinals last week. <laughs> I was like, yeah, these teams play, and then there's the finals. It's all fine. Yeah. So There's eight teams, so I'm not yeah. sure how we get them down to a final two. Yeah, no, the math did not add up, yes. and as usual, did not compute in my head. But I was like, yeah, no, this sounds completely right. So um, next week, we'll know what the semifinals will look like. We'll get you prepped, and those will happen, I think, like mid-May. Um, also, last week, I mentioned that I wanted to watch the Man U Barcelona game, and I was going to PVR it and watch it when I got home. Um, but it turns out it's actually not even on TV. So I found out that it's on this app called DAZN, D-A-Z-N. I still can't like, stand that name. I know. it's. And I was talking to someone who called it Dazen, and then I called it DAZN, and he thought I was talking about a completely different thing. Because, like, how would you really know? I'm There's pretty, no vowels! I'm pretty sure it's DAZN, but how would you know, really? I mean, no, it, no matter how you pronounce it, it's a terrible name. Yeah, it is. I don't even know where it came from. But it's basically an app where you can stream sports. Like, they have agreements with different leagues, so not all sports are on there. Um, NFL's on there, which is why I know about it, because we obviously watch every single NFL game all of that exists in the world, so <laughs> have to have that app in order to do it. Um, but also, they have an agreement with Champions League, so that's where all the games are. So... I mean, if anyone's, like, really wanting to watch it, you can watch it through that app. I think they do, like, a free one-month trial. 
Mm, I think. Okay. So you could always do that and be I able think, to catch some of the games that way. I think sometimes they also post it to like Twitter Live and stuff because that's how it was. Uh, Bianca Andrescu when she won the Indian Wells was through however you pronounce this app, DAZN. Um, and they actually posted it to Twitter Live so you could follow it. Uh, so okay, cool. I'll be surprised if the finals isn't on TSN or something like Will that. Will it also be at a dumb time, though? Like on a Tuesday or a Wednesday? No, no, no. It'll be on a Saturday okay. or a Sunday. It's on the weekend always. Okay. Yeah, so we can definitely watch that. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, well, jumping into NCAA, just because that kind of wrapped up right after we recorded last week, yeah. so figured we might as well get into that. Um, so Virginia ended up winning, if Woo-hoo! anybody didn't see. So that means that Taniella won our Cleats and Cocktails March Madness bracket. Thank you very much. Round of applause. Woo! Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was really pulling for uh, Texas Tech because I really just wanted Justin to win our league. <laughs> So basically, you just wanted me to lose. Thank you. Very supportive host that I yes. have. Yes, I mean, I wanted a, I wanted one of our listeners to win. Oh no, I agree. Like I feel honestly, like it was it, it would you know it just seemed like the right thing to do. But I feel like you winning is makes sense. Like now you're proving that you actually know shit about shit. <laughs> I'm putting that on my resume. Yeah. No shit about shit. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm certainly very happy for Virginia Tech, or Virginia. Obviously, I'm thrilled that I won the bracket, but I agree. I wasn't intending to win right. legitimately. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, and it, it, the game didn't suck. No, it didn't. Which you know? I thought it would. Yeah, it was better than I expected. Fuck the haters it's and still, all those people who tried to like tear this game down before it even happened. It went to OT. It did go to OT. It was still a relatively low scoring game, but most of their games are anyway, so it's fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, it went to OT. So it was like basically as exciting as you could. Yeah, could totally. Yeah. I mean, so. I'm happy for the finalists. I Thank you to everyone who participated this yes. year in our CNC bracket. So fun. I can't believe we got so many people into it. And uh, if there's anything else that you guys like hear about that you wish we would do a bracket on or any sort of like fantasy league that you wish we could do, like we're super open to doing that. We just don't really know what everyone's kind of like interest level would be I suppose we're gonna totally test the waters on a potential fantasy football one yes coming up in a few months so you guys can all have a nice breather um but if this is something you're interested in or if you're looking even just to do like playoff pools when baseball comes because we're kind of already into playoffs for basketball and hockey but if this is something you're interested in because it is a really fun way to get into sports yes we're happy to keep doing them yeah any excuse for me to like put my uh, pride on the line (laughs) I mean, you're now 1-0. and It's like Taniella 1, everyone else at Cleats and Cocktails 0. So, oh, I love that. You're leading the charge right now. I'm into that. It's going to be great when Meg is about to tear me down in our next golf segment. <laughs> Speaking of. Uh, yeah, so we will roll on into uh, the Masters, which happened this weekend. Um, so... Our, our uh, Instagram story would have told you that Tiger Woods actually won, which was crazy and unexpected. Yeah. It was his fifth Masters win. Um, so he's now surpassed Arnold Palmer. If anyone's heard of him, he was a golfer back in the day. I you, know him because of the drink. The drink, exactly. Yeah. Most people have heard of the drink. So in the in the U.S., it's a very common drink, and it's um, iced tea and lemonade mixed together. So typically, iced tea in the States would be unsweetened, but then when you mix it with lemonade, 
it obviously is sweet. So it's like the only way I'll drink iced tea in the States is if it's an Arnold Palmer. I feel like iced tea is a complicated situation in the States in general. Yes. They just don't get it right. Yeah, it's confusing. I just want, I just want iced tea. Like, like the nest tea that comes out of the fountain thing next to the Coke. Like, that's all I want. Yeah. Why are you bringing me just like cold, plain tea? Yeah. And if I ask for it sweetened, why is it just syrup? Yeah. Or sugar. Or sugar. Like, how do you dissolve sugar into a cold beverage? You, you don't. don't. You just get ice pellets. Or, sorry, sugar pellets at the bottom. It's just all a lot. Yeah. The iced tea situation is V confusing. I don't like it. It upsets me. Yeah. Like, just give me some fucking nest tea. Yeah, it's true. I 100% agree. So, if you're ever in the U.S. and you want just, like, a good old iced tea, get an Arnold Palmer. Because it basically tastes like iced tea. Also recommend it with vodka. Mmm, yeah, good so call. So good. Good call. Um, so yes, so he surpassed our... <laughs> whoops. <laughs> tangent. He surpassed Arnold Palmer, um, who has had four Masters wins, and he is one under Jack Nicholas, who has six Masters wins. So yeah. um, he still doesn't have the most, but he is certainly getting there. I don't know if he'll ever win another one, but you never know. Apparently this is his comeback yeah. tour, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of like a mixed feeling situation. Me too. Total mixed because feelings. Because obviously the media is freaking obsessed mm-hmm. so they're just like ESPN was like just creaming themselves over this win everybody was everyone was it's insane but it's like I don't like the fact that we all just like his transgressions are forgiven because he's a good athlete like right. this is pisses me off like but I think it's worth mentioning that like a lot of athletes would have done dumb shit oh 100% but this is like the overarching issue is that like we just seem to give a free pass because they're good and you know they generate money and so people have to people just like tend to look past it yeah tiger woods was vilified for what two years at most yeah after like screwing his wife and kids over and being an overall terrible human and now that he's back and on his like mature tiger streak Mm -hmm. of like not celebrating too hard and like not swearing out loud in front of everybody if he misses a hole yeah um suddenly we're like oh my god tiger is so great again it's like well i honestly think that most people who love tiger didn't even care in the in the middle of him being vilified so to say yeah like i think those people it just doesn't matter like they look at him as like a good athlete they don't give two shits if he's a good person or not yeah so whether that's right or wrong i don't know but that just is what it is i think like most of the people who are like hardcore tiger fans would not have even been phased by that information because i think Everybody knows that, like, a lot of athletes, unfortunately, act that way. Yeah. It just may not always come out, but... So I agree. Like, I don't think he's a good person, and so I've always been just kind of like, ugh, like, I'm not into you. Like, somebody else, it's their time to shine. But, like, obviously he's really good. Oh, yeah. You know? For sure. He's probably one of the best ever, if not the best ever. Yeah. So... And, like... I, I was having mixed feelings all day as he was, like, slowly catching up to Francesco Molinari, who was leading going into yesterday. Um, and it was really his to lose, and he did lose it. Um, but, yeah, I was having mixed feelings. Like, this is kind of, like, iconic that Tiger's winning another major oh, after, I think it's been 11 years yeah. since he won a major. So, like, that's a pretty, like, big deal. So part of me was, like, from, like, a sports world perspective, like, this is kind of cool. But then on the other hand, I was like, oh, but you're kind of shitty. But then when he won and, like, he had the little moment with his kids, I was, like, full-on misty. Like, couldn't help myself. And then he talked about how, like, when he first won it, when he was, like, 21 years old, his dad was there and, like, he got to share it with his father and now he's yeah. sharing it as a father with his kids. And I was just like, oh. And one of the announcers was like, 
if you're watching this from home and you're a parent and you don't have a tear in your eye, like, you are not a human being. Oh my. <laughs> that is aggressive. I know. And I fully did. I'm not a parent, but like, I fully had tears in my eyes. Um, yeah. So, so. It, it's a tough one for me to swallow just because, like, I feel like we spend a lot of time on our podcast talking about people who are overall shitty people doing shitty things, getting passes for it. Right. Like, NFL nonwithstanding. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So it's it's a tough one for me. I recognize that he's ridiculously good. Yeah. Like, so freaking good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. not It is what it is, I guess. It is. ESPN it is, is loving it. So. It is what it is. Um, in other news, uh, my team got its ass handed to it in fantasy golf this weekend. Yep. Yes, yes, it did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the final score, just for everyone at home to know, mm-hmm. um, my team had negative 52 total and Tanyella's team had negative 30. I accused Meg of setting me up to fail on this one because one of my guys didn't even get, make the cut. Yeah. He didn't even make it to Sunday. To Saturday. So even worse. Yeah, the cut happens after Friday. So he played Fuck. Thursday, Friday, and at that point he was plus four, and so he just yeah he didn't make the cut. Come on, Justin Rose. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, not good. But one uh, the other Justin on Daniela's team, Justin Thomas, made a hole in one on his round on eight um, on Sunday. The sixteenth hole is a par three hole, and there's been, I guess. 21 other golfers in history who during the Masters have uh, got a hole in one there. So he became the 22nd. So that was pretty cool. Yes. Still didn't make your team win, but like it was cool. Not even (laughs) close. Um, Also great were Ricky Fowler's outfits. A little bit understated compared to what I expected from him. Sunday he sort of looked like a creamsicle. Yeah, he did. White pants, orange shirt, orange hat. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. Like the other days they were sort of understated, but they were still like more out there than everyone. Like he had like army print on, Mm -hmm. even though it was like a gray and black army print. So it was like subtle, but it was still like a print. Everyone else is in like these solid shirts, like solid colored shirts, right? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. The creamsicle look was definitely bold. It was nothing compared to his like original all orange outfit with the bucket hat and the orange shoes. Like I want that one back. I want full pylon Ricky Fowler back. Yeah. Me too. Because that would have really helped ease the loss of being almost doubled up <laughs> in the score for this. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't... Some people just did not... Well, obviously, didn't have a week. Or, like, didn't have a good weekend, basically. Nope. Because the 10 golfers that we made our teams up of were the 10 golfers who had the best odds at winning the tournament. And so, a whole bunch of them. Where was Rory McIlroy? Yeah, way down there. Where? Jordan Speed, same thing. Way down Garbage. there. Garbage. Yeah, so... Anyways, not sure if anyone watched, but if you did... It's over. Tiger won. Are you proud of me for putting as much effort as I did into it? I am. I'm very proud. I tried very uh, hard. I listened to fucking Sirius XM golf radio. Yes, you did. While the Masters was on. Yep. And if it could possibly be worse than watching golf, just listening to golf is actually even worse. Because you don't even have the visual representation. You just hear like the ping of the club and then people talk. Yeah. So... Not a lot to happen there. Yeah, no, that's pretty bad. Yeah, so, I mean, I tried. I gave it a solid effort. And what did you think? I think I have about 20% more of an appreciation for the sport than when I started. Okay. So, like, it's it's more than I expected. Were you at zero to start? Yes. Okay, so you're still... Potentially in the negatives. (laughs) You're still only at 20%. Okay. But... So, like, um, do you just find it, like, boring? I don't know. I... I don't know. I really struggle with why I don't like golf. I think part of it is too slow for me because mm. I'm such an impatient person. Right. Like I like things to like go and 
be flashy and whatever. Um, and it's very long. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's a lot of days, a lot of hours. Like, yeah. it's just a lot of one sport. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's probably my hesitation. But I did, I did give it a real solid effort. And I will probably watch it again next year. The Masters. <laughs> so you won't watch. You won't watch the PGA Championship, the U.S. Open, or the British um, Open. <laughs> unclear. Check back with, with me when those come up. I feel okay. like I need like a solid month or two break. Okay. Well, the the uh, PGA Championship, I believe, is in May. They've changed it. It used to be like later in the year. So now there's one in May, June, July, and then it's over. It's like one per month for the next three months. Okay. I can basically. maybe do that. So I can commit to that. I'll I'll keep everyone posted when it's coming up, and um, yeah, I'm I mean, not playing either, fantasy golf again. Either, though. <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> either so way, we'll better. talk about it, whether you watch it or not. I mean, you can report back on that. <laughs> okay, and that wraps golf up. It sure does. Okay, so jumping right into women's hockey. So we talked about last week that the women's hockey championships, world championships, were on. Um, and I think last week on the uh, episode, we were talking about how by the time we film this week, it would already be done. Yes. Because it's a very short tournament. Yeah. Um, and so we do have the overall situation there. It was, it was a very intense and slightly bizarre final. Mm-hmm. So basically what happened was... Um, Canada actually lost in the semifinals. We played Finland, and we lost 4-2, which was shocking. Did we play them in round robin or no? We did, and we beat them like 6-1. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. So we ended up losing to them 4-2, and one of our listeners, Victoria, actually sent me like a really good game breakdown, and basically what happened was we, um, two of Canada's goals actually got retracted. Oh. Yeah, so... For what reasons? I guess they called them like there was I guess there were issues whether it was goalie interference whether it was offside whatever it was Um, apparently one of them was pretty contentious as to being like why it had been called back but it is what it is the reality is that women's hockey is not a a two-team sport right it's not Canada and the U.S. and everyone else like it's actually a really good thing that Finland got through you know super happy for them Um, Canada actually went on to win the bronze against Russia. We won like 7-0. Oh, wow. Yeah. So Canada took the bronze home. Cool. Um, So then Finland and the U.S. actually played in the finals. And it was a really, like, controversial finals because they got all the way to overtime. So the game was tied, went into OT. Finland actually scored, and they ended up calling the goal back. So they went to video review, and it was determined that there was goalie interference. Um... Which, it was it was a dicey call. In my opinion, it's one of those, it's the gold medal game of a final in overtime. You gotta be like, hundo P sure that that is like, obvious goaltender interference. Also, like, let me just say that when you're in overtime like this, if you score a goal, the game ends. So, Finland scores their goal, and they full-on start celebrating like they've just won the gold medal. All the girls from the bench are on the, the ice. Team, the like, team oh is God, They were just, bawling. Yeah, they were like, so thrilled. And then after all of that, they video review it and end up calling the goal back. Which I think is like, to your point, you have to be really freaking sure if you're calling that really goal sure. back. Really, really sure. It was really sad because like, it apparently it took them so long to review it that like the goalies finally realized like, oh shit, this might actually come back. And they went back and started stretching again. Completely killed the momentum. OT ended up finishing with no eventual scorers it went to shootouts and the u.s ended up winning in shootouts sucks 
Finishing a gold medal game in a shootout is just garbage, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, totally garbage. And can you imagine being Finland? You won the game, and then you ended up losing the game. Yeah. And you have to watch the other team celebrate your victory. Yeah, that sucks. It's just so shitty. I... I don't know. I feel like it's another, like, wily finish that I don't entirely love. Don't get me wrong. The U.S. is definitely the best team in the world, but it's just such a kitschy call. Like, I don't know. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it. It would, I mean, amazing for Finland for coming in second anyways. Yeah, so true. It means that there's a chance, like, finally women's hockey is starting to be this, like, bigger thing with better programs for uh, across the world because the Winter Olympics were actually threatening to remove women's hockey. Because, because it's, it's just Canada and the U.S. Exactly. They said, like, what's the point? This isn't the world showing what they can do. It's two countries showing what they can do year after year. So it's a really good thing that this happened. And on another good point, um, we actually, the tournament actually extended the amount of teams that can be eligible. So we had two more teams enter this year, being Japan and the Czech Republic, um, which is amazing. Like, the fact that hockey is fully expanding into Asia is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so I'm super excited for that. It hopefully means by the time they do the Beijing Winter Olympics, like, we're going to see a pretty good mix of teams. Because mm-hmm. I'd like to, like, not that I don't love Canada winning, because I do. I love when we win, and they're, Canadian women are amazing. But I also really like to see women succeed in general. Yeah. So I'm all for it, ladies. Yeah. But totally. yeah, really controversial finish. And Very. really heartbreaking. Definitely. Yikes. Um, okay, well, moving on to NHL hockey update. Um, so we've got through the first few games of hockey playoffs at this point. Um, some stuff has been pretty, like, standard, what was expected. Some series are tied, and some have been pretty shocking. So I guess the biggest shock is that the Columbus Blue Jackets are up three games to none over the Tampa Bay Lightning. What is happening literally what is happening tampa bay finished first overall in the entire league by a landslide they had more points than everybody by like 20 or something they lost like nine games this season yeah it was insane insane yeah so they were doing so well and but like we sort of talked about on saturday tanielle and i watched uh the raptors game together and the Leafs leafs game together on saturday so while we were watching we were obviously talking about all of these things as we do. As we do. Um, which is why we created this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so um, we were talking about that and saying how like Tampa was doing so well right from the start of the season that by the time January or February hit, they've really just been coasting along. Yeah. So it's like kind of hard to switch your mindset as a player from that like coasting mentality to like now we really got to go for it. Whereas Columbus is a team who obviously just scraped in. They were the eighth place team yeah or the whatever second wild card they barely got in barely got in so they've been playing their butts off to get in and so obviously same thing they have the mentality of like we're playing life or death games here yeah so you're also coming in as the team that no one is expecting to win anything right so you have no pressure yeah you're just like i'm here to have a good time like and so for them i feel like it's a completely different mentality you're already in the grinding mode and you have none of the pressure on you because you're this like team that no one expects to do anything with so exactly they're just there playing their game tampa has clearly been caught off guard yes like the first game was like okay okay yeah it's like wow totally cbj stole one over tampa crazy but to go up three nothing yeah what the hell is tampa doing they look so flat 
Like, they're, everything just looks like a disaster. The most life they've shown was in the third period of the last game. But you, you can't play 20 minutes of hockey in a series. Like, that means nothing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm full send on Columbus winning. Full send. Go for it. <laughs> winning the cup or winning the series? Fuck it. Win everything. <laughs> Honestly, I don't even care. It would be so cool for Columbus to be able to do that. Yeah. I mean, and it's not even like they've been like, you know, last second wins. Like no. they won their last game three to one. Handily. Um, the game before it was five to one. Yes. And then the first game of the series was four three. So, like, the first game was close. But, like, also keep in mind the first two games were in Tampa. Yeah. So, like, Columbus won two on-the-road games. Yeah. They then won their first home game, and now they play their second home game, what, tomorrow? Tonight? Tomorrow? Even still. Like, they have a chance to sweep them. Yes, exactly. It's insane. You're going to sweep the team that had more wins than, like, some teams combined this season. Yeah. That, that, sorry, that game's tomorrow. So that'll be game four tomorrow. So, like, basically, yeah, if Columbus wins that game tomorrow, then that's it. Tampa Bay is out of it, which is insane. Like, people are going to go nuts because this team was, like, everyone was projecting that they were going to make it to the, like, Stanley Cup final. Yes. Yes. I mean, I don't I don't have any other words for it other than what is happening. Literally, what is happening. I don't know. Also, what is happening? Your Winnipeg Jets. Garbage. What? Utter, utter garbage. I, I, I'm not here, like, I don't want to insult them, but I'm mostly just like, what are they doing? Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. So, so again, update on the Jets. They lost their first two games, which were their at-home games against St. Louis. Like, again, not super close either. Like... St. Louis was sort of running the show. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. And so then last night they played in St. Louis and they won that game, thank goodness. Because if they didn't, like that was, we were going down a real bad path. Even at the start of that game, me and Greg were like, oh, this isn't feeling very good at all. Yeah. Like, Especially because you were back. saying that um, that Winnipeg is a better home team than away team. Way better, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, their crowd is insane. So I think like that helps so much. Ooh. Well, usually. Um, so yeah, so Winnipeg will play their next game tomorrow night, and I guess we just hope they win that, and then they can go back home for game five, and yeah. hopefully win that one too. Like, Yeah, 2-1 is a much better situation to be in than 3-0. Three three, yeah, 3-0. You know? Yeah. Like, 2-1 is very, very doable, because like, yeah. you're still, like, you're you're right there. Yeah. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm certainly glad that they didn't go down 3 nothing because that would have been just brutal to crawl out of. Exactly. And, yeah, so the other uh, series that's at, that is at 3 nothing is the New York Islanders in Pittsburgh. So New York is leading Pittsburgh yeah. 3 nothing. Um, They were ahead of Pittsburgh in the standings. I, I don't know. I don't really know much about the Islanders. I just assumed Pittsburgh would win because I just, they've won the cup so many times in recent years and like they have Sidney Crosby and like, I don't know, all these things in my head. I was like, oh, they're probably going to win it. Like, who are the Islanders anyways? They gave up John Tavares. They're, they're garbage towards him when he came there. Like, ah, they don't deserve anything. Surprisingly, they've actually done really well this season and Pittsburgh has been the one that's really struggled to get into the playoffs. So, um, I mean, I'm not surprised that they are up. I'm certainly surprised that it's 3 nothing. I thought mm-hmm. Pittsburgh would put up a bit more of a fight. But um, I fully expect the Islanders to win that series. Yeah. I don't know how far they'll go. I can't see them, like, winning the cup. But, I mean, good for them. Yeah. Um, At this point, we've also got Washington leading Carolina 2-0. Both those games were played in Washington. So now we're heading back to Carolina for the next two games. Um, I mean, I'd like Carolina to, like, 
be able to come out of that series. Oh my god, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't. I Washington, like fresh blood. Exactly. You know, Washington won the cup last year, so like I'd rather them just like, yeah, we don't want you to keep going on. Agreed. We need, we want someone else in there. Fresh Agreed. blood, like carry on. Um, also, like we talked about last week, Carolina has really epic celebrations when they win. So another reason that I would really like them to win the series. <laughs> I hope that they win at least one game at home to do like yeah. a really good selling. Exactly. Totally. Um, and then basically everyone else. Oh, sorry. Vegas is leading the Sharks two to one. Mm, I mean, that's whatever. I don't know. I was kind of indifferent on that series. Totally. I, I'm cheering for the Sharks to win it. Um, again, just because Vegas made it far last year, and I'm like, eh, don't want you to do the same thing again. But it'd be cute for Vegas to win. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. The Leafs are still staring at, like, what, 60 years without a cup? But, like, um, I mean... In their second year as a team, you want them to win? It'd be kind of cool. I feel like that bugs me. I'm I don't all about the me. chaos, though. Like, the thing is that expansion teams in the NHL typically are garbage for, like, many years. Right. So the fact that Vegas has made it the, into the playoffs two years in a row is insane. So I'm here for it. Like, just go. Win the whole thing. I mean, it'd be nice. Vegas doesn't have any teams. Yeah, that's I feel true. like they'd be really excited. I don't think they would. I think they're a city that aren't sports fans and that there aren't that many like true Vegas Knights fans. It's Do like people coming to Vegas as like visitors will be like, okay, we'll go to a hockey game because it's cheap and like they probably don't sell their games out. So like people would go. So they'd get a really? crowd. But I really don't see them as being a city that would like really have hardcore like for your city fans. Did you not other, see the... Other than the group of girlfriends of all the players. Oh my God. All who hot. post so many like ridiculous photos where they look so freaking good yeah. and like dressed up to go to hockey games. Yeah. I'm just like, oh my gosh. But so they, other than them, I'm like, do they really have any true authentic Vegas fans? I don't, I don't know. know. I would push you on that in that if you Google um, some of the videos from last year that players posted, they had like a full on parade for them leading into the finals. Like as they were like driving to the airport, there were people lining the streets like cheering them onto the airport and everything. Okay. I think that they're actually like shockingly committed because their team is so good. Hmm. Like the the real question that I read last year was whether Vegas fans would stay once the team eventually goes to shit. Right. Because everyone has like ebbs and flows of their teams, right? Right. So I read a lot saying like fans are obviously super committed because your team is great, but what happens if they're not? Right. But apparently they have quite a committed fan base. Hmm. And the tickets are not cheap, by the way. I look to go to games. Oh. Um, not cheap. Oh. I'm annoyed. I'm just making assumptions here. So, I mean, <laughs> they could be wrong. But I just was under the assumption that Vegas wouldn't really be super into sports teams. In general, not really hockey or NFL or MLB or... I didn't expect them to be super into hockey because of all the things to put in a desert. Right. Much like Arizona's team. Yeah. Um, but apparently, the thing that I'll be curious about is NFL. Right. Like, will they be into it? Yeah. I don't know. Um, Okay, so basically other than that, the other remaining series are all tied at one. So Calgary, Colorado is tied at one each. Um, Nashville and Dallas are tied at one each. And the Leafs and Boston are tied at one each. Yep. I mean, listen, we're not getting swept, so that's cool. I obviously would be thrilled if the Leafs somehow managed to pull this off and win. Like, if the Leafs and Columbus came out of these two series and played each other next round, I think I'd pass out (laughs) and die. Because, like, I no one's expecting the Leafs to win this series. I'm not either. And, like, I'm a pretty devoted Leafs fan. Um the Leafs looked so good in game one and yes. so shit in game two. Yes. Um, it, game two was really exactly what I was expecting for this whole series. The Leafs sort of got bullied around, uh, like pushed around. Nazem got lost his head again and cross-checked someone that he shouldn't have. And he's probably getting suspended. And like, I don't know. I I wouldn't be surprised if 
Boston goes on to win the next three games, but I'm holding out hope yeah. a little bit. I mean, a we smidge. could win a they could win a home game. They could. They could win a game at home. Like they're back home on tonight. Tonight. They play tonight and then Wednesday night at home. So Yeah. And today was blue and white day in the city. As oh. declared by John Tory. Oh. With a full on proclamation special paper and everything. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I was not out in the city, so I didn't see it, but <laughs> you know. <laughs> yep. So I mean, I'm I would love for the Leafs to come out of this. I would love for them just to get over the mental block of beating Boston, you know? Right. Like I think that that's the worst part is that like every time I see Boston I'm just like fuck my life, not again. So, I mean, I would be thrilled if they can come out of this. I know that the city of Toronto would be super excited to have a second round playoff series for hockey. Oh yeah. Because like the idea of having the Raps and the Leafs both make it past the first round, which, I mean, currently the Raptors are making it V-difficult, but um, it would be so cool. It would be. We always end up losing the Leafs in the first round. Like, it sucks, so. Yeah. All right, that's my spiel about the Leafs. Yeah, I mean, and that pretty much wraps up where we're at for hockey. So um, why don't you take us away with our last story, which is NBA playoffs. Yes. Um, so NBA playoffs have kicked off this past weekend. Um no, there weren't a ton of surprises. Unfortunately, with basketball, I find the series tend to be a little bit predictable. Um, the only real surprises that happened were uh, Brooklyn beat the 76ers, um, Philly, to take a one nothing lead. I'm only surprised because Philly should definitely be better than them by, like, absolutely no question. So, I mean, go Nets, I guess. I don't expect them to win that series, but, you know, cool. Um, the Spurs actually beat the Nuggets, the Spurs being DeMar DeRozan of Toronto Raptors fame. Oh. Um, they actually beat the Nuggets. That was like a 2-7. Like, the Nuggets are in the second seed, the Spurs are in the seventh seed, and the Spurs won by five. Wow. Which is crazy. Yeah. So good for them. I mean, that would be a huge upset if Mm -hmm. they knocked the Nuggets out. Um, other than that, the other ones pretty much went the same, except for our Raptors. Uh Uh-huh. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you watch the game, you would know that the Raptors lost to fucking Orlando in game one. Yep. And on the back of a zero-point effort from Kyle Lowry. Yep. Zero. Zip. Actually zero. Kyle Lowry and me scored the same amount of points in that game. Mm Mm-hmm. So, (laughs) you know. I mean, don't get me wrong, the Raptors rarely win up for game one of their playoff series. I think they've won one in the last five or six or something to that effect. So um, the Raptors never win game one. So it's not cause for total panic yet. Yeah. But how poorly Kyle Lowry performed is definitely a concern. Mm-hmm. If he can't score even like two or three buckets, like that's really bad for us in the future. Mm-hmm. So um, this is another, much like we were talking about Tampa and um, Columbus, the Orlando Magic are also riding a huge wave of momentum. The Raptors have been sitting in second for like two and a half months. So mm-hmm. they've basically sat in that spot. No one's been able to catch them. They've really just coasted to the finals. We've been managing Kawhi's minutes. And now Orlando is the team that had to basically grind to get into the playoffs. Yep. Managed to squeak into seventh and are coming in with all the momentum. And yeah. you know what? The Raps need to wake the fuck up. Yeah, they do. They also need to stop limiting Kawhi Leonard's minutes. Like, we did it. We get it. We've we've kept him healthy the whole season. Like, let him go. Right. They didn't bring him in until something like six minutes left in the fourth quarter. Like, the fuck are you doing? Let him go. Right. Go! But even he wasn't having, like, that crazy of a game. Like, the second and third quarter, like, he was sort of... Well, part of it is that he wasn't on the court. AVG. Yeah, I guess. 
So, I mean, the whole thing is just frustrating. They really need to get their shit together for game two. Because mm-hmm. I don't appreciate this Raptors team underperforming. If they go out in the first round, like, I think this city will just implode. Yeah. We won't even riot because Toronto's too apathetic for all of that. We'll just be sad. Yeah. And then bitch about it online. Yeah. So. <laughs> Precisely. It's pretty much what'll happen. Yeah. So, the Raptors played on Saturday and their next game is on Tuesday because they like to do the old two games in between, unlike the NHL, which just does one day in between. Every other day. So... Yeah, so they will play on Tuesday, and then they won't play again until Friday, I believe. Yeah. And then it was Sunday, or something like that. But anyway, so they play tomorrow. And, um, I mean, they better win. They can't, yeah, they they can't, can't go back to Orlando down 0-2. No, because the NBA has a whole, like, very high probability that if you go up 2 nothing in a series, you win, like, some astronomical amount of time. And if you go up 3 nothing in a series, it's, like, 98% of the time you make it through. Yeah. So, um, that's that. That's all I'm going to say on this. Yeah. Uh, we will report back in a week, and hopefully the Raptors won't be eliminated by then. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine? I can't even think <laughs> about it. Like, I'm just so angry. Uh, yeah. So, up next, we are super excited because we are going to be featuring an interview we did with Matt Larkin of thehockeynews.ca. We're super happy that he was willing to join us. We're going to talk all things hockey. Um, It it was recorded separately, so um, don't be alarmed by the change in sound that you're going to hear. And if at the end you have any questions or um, you want to know more, we'll give you all the details of how you can follow him and enjoy. So we are joined by Matt Larkin of thehockeynews.ca. Thank you so much for joining us, Matt. It is such a pleasure. I'm super happy to be here. <laughs> oh, we're trying to figure out this whole mic situation. So we're uh, Matt was just leaning in, really making sure we could hear him. Leaning in real close because we talk significantly louder, so it's yes. not the biggest issue for us to sit across a room. Exactly. Mark, Mike far away. Yes. But thank you so much for joining us. We uh, Matt is a noted hockey expert with a ton of Twitter followers too. People hang off your every word. <laughs> well, they, they hang off my every word or say really mean things to me, make fun of my hair, <laughs> my eyebrows, potato, potato. <laughs> well, like I was during the Leaf game last night. I was watching um, the Twitter, my Twitter timeline, and. You kept tweeting, like, live tweeting throughout the game, and, like, the likes you were getting on your tweets, like, people are into what you say. So, for us, this is a big deal, because it's somewhat actually legit, and not just the two of us bitching about sports <laughs> another week in a row. Yeah. So, it's really exciting. Also, just, like, an extra voice. Oh, my God. People are so used to our, like, banshee screams back and forth at yeah. each other, so it's really nice to uh, sure. have someone in, like, a baritone voice for once. That's right. <laughs> or tenor. I mean, I'm, I'm a soft talker. That's why I'm leaning into the microphone. But... <laughs> I'll contribute whatever I can. Oh, <laughs> Feel free to give us some like vocal range if you really want to deepen it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so I mean, the first thing that would be awesome is if you could tell us a little bit about um, how you got into your job, what got you into hockey in the first place. Absolutely. So I was um, that weird freak kid, like when I was three years old, like, literally three years old, I already had like hockey cards, hockey sticker book. Sticker books, those were yeah. a thing in the 80s. Wait, sticker, sticker books for life. Sticker books. Yeah, like yeah, literally yeah. a book with stickers, not yeah. cards, stickers. stickers. I'd bring them to school, I would memorize the stats, and I would go and talk to the older kids and be like, Wayne Gretzky had 92 goals in, <laughs> in, in whatever season. And that was my thing, and it's still my thing. Like, I still, I have, I don't remember anything important in life, but I remember weird statistics and facts about hockey, and I always was like that. And I guess 
I carried that through to what I do now. So this is pretty much what I always wanted to do. And this has um, always been specific to hockey, not like other sports? It was sports. specific to hockey. So even when I was little, I'd play like my Super Nintendo, and this is pretty embarrassing, but <laughs> I would do play-by-play by myself in the basement. Like, Amazing. And I'd record in a tape recorder, oh that kind God. of stuff. Yeah. That it's is pretty, so it's, cute. It's so embarrassing. I can't even deal with it. <laughs> oh, my God. And my dad would listen and give me pointers and be like, well, your voice is a little too high, but the, the, the tape would be like, yeah, exactly. It would sound like Mickey Mouse. Like, oh, hockey. Um, so I had the interest level, I played hockey, I played it terribly. Like, I won a lot of Most Improved Player Awards, oh, yeah. which is the award for it. You were the worst player on the team, and now you're the third worst. Well, like, also, if you continuously win Most Improved Player, what does that say about your baseline skill? <laughs> yeah, it's, it ain't good. That's true. And, and there's a stereotype of, and people like to use it as a chirp, but it's a really accurate chirp, so good job, trolls, when they say, Oh, you're a sports writer. You're just a failed hockey player. Damn right. That's exactly what I am. I was terrible at hockey, and I got a lot of concussions. So this is the, the closest thing I can get to actually doing it. That's a beautiful success story. That really is. Thank you for sharing that. Such a brave journey you were on. Oh, my goodness. So from, like, an education background, did you do, like, journalism in school and then... Yes, yes. So the program I was in, technically it's not called journalism. I don't know. Western, you should change the name of your program, by the way, but it's called <laughs> Media Information and Technoculture. And the courses include like, journalism and like, writing, <laughs> editing, TV, radio, movies. And right. It's pretty much journalism. I don't know why they don't call it that. Yeah. Um, so I did that. And then the main education that I got, um, Western, when I was there, had a daily student paper that printed four times a week, the Gazette. Whoa. And it was fully immersive deadline driven newspaper experience and it's got a lot of like prestige in the journalism industry cool. so kind of working there punches your ticket and if you're hockey fans out there if you like Elliot Friedman or Steve Simmons or Stephen Brunt people like that they all came from the Gazette as well ah. same path because it trains you it trains you so well because you're doing all the same things you do so I do it now at the NHL level but I did the same thing at the well they call it it's called U Sports now at the time it was OUA covering the Western hockey team, the men's hockey team, the women's hockey team, going to the games, talking to the coaches, writing the stories. It's all the exact same work that I do now. The only difference is that it's NHL, but it trained me perfectly for it. So that was the springboard. And I recommend if anyone goes to Western, join the Gazette. It's so much fun. It's the greatest decision. I think maybe the best decision of my life. Like, it's up there. Wow. Yeah. Other than, cool. me, wait, meeting my wife. Okay, yeah, that's I was Wait, wait, put the brakes on. Yeah. <laughs> Um, counterpoint, Meg and I do not have any backgrounds in the media, etc. Nope. Zero. <laughs> you have me fooled. You guys Zero. are great. <laughs> oh, I was totally fishing for a compliment there. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so, obviously, that's how you got into hockey, and you've been into it for a very long time, but a lot of our listeners either maybe aren't very into hockey, or they're, like, just starting to watch it. So, do you have any suggestions for people to get into the sport? Yes, I do. I have two very specific suggestions, actually. Okay. Um, one is to play it. I know that sounds overly simplistic, but sometimes I think people forget that the best way to fall in love with the sport is to do, do that sport. Mm-hmm. And then, A, you, you just get a, a passion for it because it's it's closer to you, it's more relatable, yeah. and you gain an appreciation for the people that do it the best. So you can love seeing Connor McDavid skate in Deke if you've realized how difficult it is to stick handle around a pylon. Or skate backwards. Or skate backwards. <laughs> Great one. Absolutely, right? Yeah. Uh, so that's one thing I recommend. And uh, the second one is to go to a hockey game. And I, I think, I've always said this, that hockey is the greatest spectator sport 
uh, as far as team sports that it's I've ever so seen. Fun. It's so fast, and if you go to if I, like if you go to see golf, golf is a terrible spectator sport. You can't see anything. Yes. For example, that's the other extreme. Yeah. But hockey, there's there's rarely a bad vantage point in any arena. Yeah. So you get an appreciation for the speed and the just the intensity of the game, and I find so many new fans are born from just going to a game and yeah. saying, "Oh my god, this is really cool." Yeah. Awesome. It's so true. It also has like a good crowd. Like it's rowdy and like it's there's a little bit more leeway for like fighting and like a bit more aggression versus like other sports. You think of like basketball where they've cut all the aggression out in any capacity. Right. Or golf where there it doesn't exist. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Someone like utters like a fuck somewhere and everyone's like quiet please sign, right? Like, <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I totally recommend the same thing, especially because, like, Canadian cities are really good for hockey in general. I mean, the Leafs are impossible to get tickets to, yes. so if you happen to be one of the lucky few who gets granted a pair, then definitely go. But, I mean, Winnipeg has a great stadium. Even outside the Leafs, like, we were talking about being at Maple Leaf Square. Like, it's such a good idea to go during playoff season. It's so much fun. Everyone is into it. Kind of and same hooked. thing in Winnipeg. All the fans go are like outside in the streets. There's no square, but they're outside in the streets in all their whiteout gear. Right. So also a fun experience. Mm-hmm. If I was in Winnipeg, I'd be doing it. But well, I have a question oh, about Maple Leaf Square. Okay. Because okay? I've never d- gone inside because, <gasps> because of for work reasons I'm always in the arena, right? But do people people drink in Maple Leaf Square, okay, or do yes. they drink outside the square and then they go in the square already drunk? So I lived downtown right when they started doing it, and it used to be that Maple Leaf or uh, Real Sports would just put out like cute tables and everyone would like sit and have a cute drink and then it got like really rowdy and then they tried to ban drinking so everyone just put it in their Tim's coffee cups. I see. So everyone just drinks but you can't really tell because everyone's just sipping coffee with air quotes around it. 17 year old me is nodding. Right. 17 year old me did that at the Raptors playoff game. (laughs) Sorry mom and dad if you're listening that's what I did. Listen you do what you gotta do man. (laughs) But yeah no you can totally like get away with it. And I think they sell beer inside it now, too. Because I think they check your bags now before you go in, and they definitely had beer stands when I was there last year. Well, and when we were watching, I guess it was on Saturday when the Raptors game rolled into the Leafs game, so people were just in Maple Leaf Square for several hours. Yep. Oh, yeah. um, there were, like, a bunch of, like, Coors Light yep. signs and stuff. I'm assuming they wouldn't have those, like, advertisements in there if they weren't selling it. Yeah, like, dangling the carrot. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm guessing. I don't know. I've actually yeah. never been. That'd be Maple cool. Square, so. It's true. It'd be so cool. <laughs> We want your money, but not now. Yeah. <laughs> After the game. Yeah. Seriously. Okay, so I mean, one other question I guess we had is, we are big fans of women in sports in general. We feel like, as female podcasters who love sports, we definitely want to help contribute to the growing arena of women in sports. And I think that one of the big ones is, we've talked a lot about women's hockey in the last few weeks with the collapse of the CWHL. and. Um, what's happening with that so have you been following it what's your opinion do you think it's going to succeed with the NWHL it's been it's super sad because in my opinion this has been one of the most significant years ever for women's hockey I think the interest level is at an all-time high and just from a PR standpoint it's been so exciting and I think you trace it back to the all-star game and I was there when Kendall Coyne Schoolfield had the amazing fastest skater time and I think a lot of people like I knew she was fast but I didn't realize that fast meant compete with the best yeah. NHLers fast, right? It really opened a lot of people's eyes. And same with Brianna Decker, uh, who won, who had a better time than yes. me on dry sidle in the puck control. I'm stick handling with my hands right now. <laughs> as I you do that a lot. Lots yes. of hand It's just it's the way to do it, right? Uh, so there's a lot of momentum there. And of course, we saw Kendall Coyne getting work in the industry, analyst role, 
as a result, and Cassie Campbell's doing awesome things, being color commentator for a lot of the Stanley Cup playoff games. So many so Bonhomme's killing it. There's so many good things going. So it's really sad to see sort of the punch in the face to momentum with, yes. with the collapse of the CWHL. That said, uh, I don't think it's necessarily going to end poorly um, because of the fact that there's been this, this I think, this appetite that's been whetted this year. What a word, whetted. Um, <laughs> Fancy. Yeah, I know. Look at me. Ooh. Uh, I think people are, are, there's an appetite to keep going and, and keep seeing it grow. So I do think we're going to probably see more teams in the NWHL next year. And I still think that whatever happens within a few years, we are going to see a unified league. And there's only so much I can say because the owner of my magazine, Hockey News, has been in the news is offering to step in and help CWHL. So I can't speculate too much, of course. But uh, I, I still, I'm optimistic long term that we're going to see a unified league, which I think is going to be better than what we had before with the split leagues. You trace it all the way back to the NHL and the WHA in the the late 1970s. It's always better to have all the best talent in one place. It's a better showcase to have always the best players going up against each other. The overall quality of the league goes up becomes just a better better product for the fans to get into. So it's it's tough right now. Um, But I don't think, I I think women's hockey has made so many strides in the last couple years that it ain't going anywhere. And even tracing back, the Olympics were amazing last year. And of course, Team Finland, I think I saw a stat, like half the country watched it. Yes! 2.4 million people! Amazing. It's insane. Like, that speaks to the fact that, like, that's on par with what the men get in hockey finals and soccer finals right. and things like when that. When I told Greg, my husband, that, he was like, oh yeah, well that's not surprising, like they love hockey. And I'm like, but it's women's hockey. Yes. Like, we love hockey in Canada and we do not watch women's hockey that much. Like, Half our population doesn't tune in no. for the Clarkson Cup. No. You Definitely know? not. So, I agree. And yeah, I mean, we were even deal. talking about how more and more expansion into Asia is happening. Absolutely. You know, like Japan was in the, the World Hockey Championships this year and like, I know that there's been a huge push from China to increase their market in Enormous hockey. push, yes. Yes. Long term and Kunlun Red Star, the Kunlun Red Star franchise, yes, right, beating the women's pro league. So, I think we're going to see more expansion there. Absolutely, I'm excited. I think, like, I agree. I'm cautiously optimistic because, I mean, with the CWHL collapsing, it really does feel like such a punch in the gut. Yeah. Like a momentum. Like we were on such a good upswing, but yeah. I have to hope that the demand is now there that people will come back, no matter in what capacity it is, which will just keep getting people to fund it. Um, so we mentioned briefly there the uh, the World's Women Cup, well, Women's World Cup final with Finland and the U.S., which Tanil and I actually spoke about earlier in the episode. Um, but we're just wondering about your thoughts on this. If you saw the end and the overtime goal that was disallowed, and what are your thoughts on the call? Uh, it was very frustrating, and I think there's a bizarre loophole in the rule book. Uh, so Petra Niminen scores what should have been the winning goal, but. Uh, another player, another Finnish player, crashed into the USA goaltender, Alex Rigsby, but Alex Rigsby got called for tripping the player. In the rule book, if we're going to get technical about it, the IAHF rule book, it states that if you're not making an effort to get out of the way of the goaltender, uh, then and, and the contact is not incidental, then it can be the goal can be disallowed. But how can you be charged with failing to get out of the way of someone who is tripping literally. you? Literally tripping you. Which is why it kind of blew my mind, and some people are saying, well, the goalie, uh, Rigsby, didn't, she had, part of her skate was still in the crease, so she was not declaring herself fair game, but it doesn't matter, you doesn't tripped matter. someone. So, it bothered me a lot, I think, that Finland got absolutely robbed. Yeah. Yes. It'd be one thing if there was a collision, fair enough, but when you, when the goalie, the goalie should be punished for yes. committing an on-ice crime. Not rewarded. Trip, not rewarded, right? Uh, 
so it's I think it's a case of um, the IIHF they, they've always had a slightly different rule book than everyone else and I think they like their independence they like to assert their independence and they want to just hold strong with well, hey this is our rule book and technically if you really want to be technical about it it's true that that's how it played out and it, and it could have been classified as interference but I have a little thing I like to call the oh come on defense and it's not <laughs> rational or scientific it's just oh come on yes and sometimes the oh come on defense works in yeah. this case IHF if you're listening oh come on yeah. she tripped her you should trademark that you really should yeah. I like that it's been a bit especially in a heated argument yeah and you mind you mind like pulling it out yeah uh, uh, oh come on <laughs> Oh, come on. <laughs> it works, I think, you know? More hand gestures going on over here. I mean, what's the one in um, NFL Sundays? It's the come on, man. Come on, man. Yeah, there you go. You could totally do it. Trademark that. Make it a whole thing. I, I think you guys should try it out as well. Just use it in regular life. It's really uh, handy. It can win arguments. with the hand motion of pulling out the yeah. card. That'll really piss people off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> exactly. You can make it. You could actually, like, write it out on an index card. And just, yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean, we feel the same way. It also, yeah. like, it also really grinds my gears because it feels, especially because it's against the U.S. And, like, not that I'm, I mean, I'm slightly biased, but um, I, it's always, like, of course it has to be the U.S. that gets rewarded for this. Like, it couldn't be, like, Finland and, I don't know, Norway or some other team where, like, the other team it would feel more objective that way. Yes. It somehow just feels like it's less objective because it's going in their favor. That's right. I think from, like, Canada, too, we just feel like that all the time with stuff. And like, I mean, when it like, comes to international. I certainly was disappointed in Canada for not getting to the finals, but I was also really happy for Finland, yeah. you know? Like, this was, it's nice that it isn't just a two-team sport anymore. Like, oh, for sure. I think it's so important. And to, like, this is another momentum killer. Like, it's the Finland finally, like, comes through. They deservedly won the game. And to have that rob from them is just, like, such a punch in the face. And then to have a gold medal game, we talked about this earlier, too, going to a shootout. I just, uh, oh. <laughs> It should just be overtime. Who likes a shootout? Who are these people no out one. there? I don't mind a shootout in a regular season game. Fine. Like, whatever. Get the game over. Nothing's on the line. Yeah. Indefinite overtime because then I want to go to bed. And it's <laughs> time. Fair, yeah. So, like, shootout, wrap it up. But no, I didn't, like, playoffs or no. any sort of big game no. like that. No. Definitely it's, not. It's, yeah, it's awful. Because it, it doesn't feel like the actual game. Right. No. Right? It's like a boxing match where, like, well, then we just... It was tied, so then we played pool at the end. And uh, <laughs> some of the other guys sunk the eight ball, so I won. Even though I punched him in the face. It's like, no. No. Do something that still feels Relevant. like the sport. Yeah. I mean, maybe, it's the same with Maybe soccer. they should go from, like, four on four down to, like, three on three. And then one on and one. Yes. Goalie on goalie. That would be, be amazing. <laughs> Meet at center ice. They fight it out. Winner takes all. All right. I, would, I would pay to see that. <laughs> right? It could be like the XFL's like hockey league. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the XFL. Go make it XFL. It's making a comeback, <laughs> which is, I don't understand. What is the XFL? Uh, excuse you. It is the Extreme <laughs> Football League run by the same people who run WWE. Oh, yes, Vince McMahon. And it was considered like a more violent football it's league. So and like because all the players, like the game would start with everyone running in the middle of the field. Like, yeah. to like dodge into each other. <laughs> and there were guys, like guys had weird things written on their jerseys. Like one guy's last name was... He hate me. That was the guy's <laughs> name, Rod Smart. But on his jersey, he was just known as He Hate Me oh. in the original XFL. He's right. a legend. Wow. I, 
we'll, we'll, we'll do a whole thing. I promise. <laughs> we'll definitely if watch. I don't know about this. I'm sure our listeners have never heard of it's this. It's probably either. a good thing. You're probably better off not knowing about the XFL. It's a shit show. Yes. <laughs> and it's definitely not going to last because it failed the last time after like two seasons. <laughs> Great two seasons, but was not sustainable. People definitely died later on. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, sure. CTEs everywhere. That's the thing. It feels like now is not the right time. But you no. know what we need? More concussions. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> Wrong climate. A little bit tone deaf. Maybe read the room. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, okay, well, moving into NHL playoffs. Just kind of looking to get your thoughts on, like, what you think so far, like which series you think are going to be good ones to watch going forward. Some of them are almost over. Like Tampa might lose it all tonight. What the hell? Yeah, seriously. It's what been, the hell? It's been, a, it's, it's been the type of playoffs where you just take, if you filled out one of your bracket pools, like the random person who's never seen a single game is probably dominating. Yes. Being like, oh, look at me. Because yeah. just nothing has happened as expected. Nope. It feels like uh, March Madness. You know, when you like, hit really the randomized button and it's like, yeah, okay, this seems fair. And that's exactly what's happening right now. It's yeah. true. And I think with Tampa, the problem is, and you've seen it with other teams that finished first overall, because I remember Washington, they won the cup last year, but the two years before, they finished first overall, were way ahead of everybody else, and they always told us when we spoke to them later, you know what, we didn't have anything to play for for the last couple months. And I think Tampa Bay had the same problem, and we were, yeah. I, I was in Tampa Bay two weeks ago for a game, they got beat, beaten badly by Washington, and I was talking to Captain Steven Stamkos after the game, I asked one question, in his answer, he said something like, well, this game didn't really mean anything to us, and I know what he was trying to say, and it was true, and it, I don't blame him for saying it, because it was true, but I thought, hmm, that's interesting, These Tampa Bay's been so good, they won 62 games, tied the NHL record. They had nothing to play for for three months. They coasted. Yeah. Tanilo just did a cool, like, wave <laughs> hand motion, and she's nailed it. Yep. They coasted, and I think they lost their killer instinct. And on, on the other hand, you have Columbus, who was fighting tooth and nail, Flying. made the playoffs the last weekend of the season. So they already they were basically playing playoff hockey for a month. Uh-huh. So, again, it doesn't explain it. Like, Tampa should be winning, but if we're looking for answers, yeah. which we may as well because of the way the series has gone, I think that's a big reason. Also, Victor Hedman, number one defenseman, being injured is a, is a huge problem. Changes the dynamic of the series. So that's been, I think, the most shocking. But I, New York Islanders, up 3 nothing on Pittsburgh has been crazy. What an amazing story. They've been losing John Tavares, and they bring in Barry Trotz from Washington as their coach. And it show, and they went from the worst defensive team in the league to the best They've been, very, they've been the amazing. Man. Oh, he's, he's, he's the best. Where did he coach before? Washington. Yeah, oh. he, and he won the Stanley oh. Cup, but he came to a team that I personally thought was going to be terrible this year. Their fans have let me know over and over <laughs> all year long. I hear you, Islander fans. Uh, but the, it's, it's fun when stuff like that happens. Totally, right? yeah. Uh, so it's, it's been exciting, and, and I feel like every single series has had elements of surprise so far. Yeah. Uh, it's been a good first round, I feel. Like, even just watching, like, the Nashville-Dallas game last night, like, Super passionate, like, series so far. The fans are into it. The players are into it. Yeah. Carolina ended up winning, right? Yeah, I know. Did. Yeah. did they do a good selling? Storm Surge. I, I don't think that they're doing Storm Surge in the playoffs. But <gasps> I thought maybe they were going to because I know that Justin Williams had said, had said we're done Storm Surging. And then they did a Storm Surge. Like, he tricked oh. everybody. So I thought they were going to do another one. But at, at the same time, Andre Fetchnikov got knocked out cold by yeah, it's a bad luck Ovechkin. So maybe they just wanted to... Oh, that fight was last night. Yes. I saw that one. Yeah, it was Yikes. not. It was ugly. The whole thing was ugly. Yeah, was he shouldn't have tried to trigger Ovi. Ovi just dropped him for a kid who's never had a fight in his life. Yeah, so but for anybody who didn't watch, basically this one player, young player, but 19 years on, old, yeah, on Carolina, um, has been like kind of 
chipping at Ovi the other games, right? And, and probably, like, kinda... probably a fellow Russian, he probably idolized Alex Ovechkin. Totally. Exactly. And Ovi's 235 pounds, a big, strong dude. And does not give a fuck. Yeah, <laughs> he gives zero, zero, zero fucks. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's hard. I'm personally a guy, like, I'm not... I understand in the heat of battle, fights are still going to happen, but as someone who suffers from post-concussion syndrome personally, which I do, if you're going to be a person that loves the fighting, this is going to happen, unfortunately, because players are bigger and stronger than ever, they're faster than ever, and they're just going to keep growing. So you're going to see more stuff like that as the game progresses, unless fighting disappears. So I'm not saying it has to go, but just if you love fighting, you have to accept that scary stuff like that is going to come with it. Exactly. Potentially more frequently. Yeah. As it goes yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. So, um, oh yeah, I know something else I wanted to ask. So I know there's a, like stats about in the NBA, if you go down like two games or three games in playoffs, like your chances of coming back are like zero, basically. Very, very, very low. small. Um, is it the same in NHL playoffs? It's very close. There have only been a few instances. So off the top of my head, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs did it. I think the New York Islanders in the 70s. There was one, I think, in the 50s. Uh, you had the Philadelphia Flyers in 2010 came back on Boston Bruins. You had the LA Kings come back on the San Jose Sharks in 2014 yes. win the Stanley Cup. But again, you can count pretty much on one hand the amount of times it's happened. It's very, very rare, but not impossible. And then especially if you're the team that's down 0-3, you have to compartmentalize. And just, it's a cliche, you know, just got to take it one game at a time, but yeah. you really do. Yeah. That's your only way to survive. Yeah. Uh, but and it does seem like it's more possible in hockey than, like you said, basketball. Definitely. Basketball. I don't. Has it ever happened in basketball? I'm not I think sure. Like twice or something, or yeah. maybe once. It's extremely small. Because home court advantage is so. I call basketball predictable sometimes because <laughs> home court is so influential that basically if you have to play Unless you're a the real game. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Fuck burn, burn. <laughs> but, but so true. Yeah. Raptors are allergic to game ones. Yes, they are. <laughs> yes. Uh, but it's same with baseball. I don't know. Oh, Boston Red Sox did it to the New York Yankees in 2004. There you go. Wow. Yeah. This guy and just knowledge. Yeah, it's all good for though. Nothing just else. Numbers. Nothing. Like ask me to go build in some IKEA furniture and I'll just cry. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do it. Do you want to hear some stats about Iceland yes. instead? <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, so far, what would you say is your favorite series you've been watching? Ooh, okay. I think that the... Well, I predicted the Islanders-Pittsburgh series to be the most entertaining, but it's been pretty lopsided. Um, so I don't know if I can call that the, the favorite. I think that the Sharks versus the Golden Knights has been the best series. It's been, there's been some nastiness, and it's been back and forth, and just seeing the whole Vegas home experience is just wild and Meg fun to watch. Meg doesn't buy into it. Meg thinks that they're all Ooh. just a bunch of bandwagoners slash no one actually cares. And I'm trying to tell her, like, they actually really embraced it. They well, have. Here's part of the problem is that I can't watch West Coast games because I can't stay up that late. That's fair. <laughs> so I basically never get to watch them. Um, so there's that. And then, yeah, I think I've just been under the impression that any major sports team in Vegas, like, wouldn't really, like, Vegas wouldn't really get behind a sports team and it would be, like, the visitors coming in to Vegas would, like, go to games and, like, if their team was there, like I know a lot of people from Winnipeg will go to Vegas when there's Jets like when the Jets are there and then they'll go watch a game there because it's just fun to watch a game in Vegas and it's your team and whatever but I was under the impression that they, the Vegas fans per se weren't necessarily they didn't have a huge following right and that's, that's a great point because I, um, right before the season started last year their first season I went to Vegas and I met with the president of the team 
and that was the exact question I asked. So good, great point, Meg, because what I said to the president was, uh, is your market going to be, and I said, is it bros on bachelor parties, you know, like that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, thing? Yeah. Like, you're in Vegas, looking right, talking you. Like, that's what I assumed was their main market. Yeah. Uh, but he said no. He said that's maybe 20%. And same with, with comps, like at the casinos, yeah. maybe 20%. But he said, and he was very poetic about it, he used to run the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, Kerry Babals is his name. And he said, he's like, our target market are the salt of the earth people. They're the, it's the blackjack dealers, the bellhops, people like that. And, and the way they attract them is by, instead of selling like season ticket packages of, you know, 20 games for $9 million, it's like two or three games. Yeah, exactly. It's like two or three games. So whatever, I don't know what the prices would be, but they sell smaller season ticket packages so they're affordable to the average Joe. So supposedly, most of Vegas' fan base is made up of local residents, which I never expected to be the case, but it's a smart business plan because it's more sustainable because then you have fans that are like, gonna come back as opposed to like, you only have one bachelor or bachelorette party, so, or ideally, yeah. But it's more, it's a model built to last, I think, right? right? So that's why you you get this crazy passion because they're fans that can go to every single home game if they want to. Hmm. Yeah. But great point. I, I always wondered the exact same thing. Yeah. Interesting. Well, now I'll have to maybe watch a game and see if I can get into it. You should, because the beginnings of Vegas games are so over-the-top ridiculous. Like, they have the Golden Knight do some weird fight with the other mascot, and it's like a whole production. Like, yeah. it is so extra and amazing. So very Vegas. It's very medieval yeah. times. It's totally <laughs> like medieval yeah. times. They've, like, flown him in on, like, wires and stuff. It's a whole thing. You need to watch it. Um, okay. What what um, day are they on? Like, do they play last night or do they play tonight? They play tonight. Tonight, yes. I'm trying. So today's Tuesday, so Thursday. So then maybe Saturday. I'm just trying to think of a day when I don't have to go to bed early. <laughs> the key, you need to watch them on daylight savings night. Which, <laughs> which, which, which is the one? Which the one? The fallback. Yeah. Right. So they'll be playing by then. That's the best one. Yeah. So much better. Yeah, the other one, like spring, spring forward, is yeah. awful. Like it makes me almost cry. Yeah. Apparently everything makes me almost cry. I've been some realizations on this podcast. <laughs> oh, goodness. I mean, um, what are your thoughts on uh, Winnipeg currently not winning? <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one because uh, my pride and the pride of all my colleagues is at stake on this one, okay? Because we picked them to win the Stanley Cup. Not only that, but four years ago, we published a cocky magazine cover predicting their future because they had a lot of good young players. And the magazine cover published in 2015 said, meet your 2019 Stanley Cup champion. So now, all season long, the Jets fans are like, it's going to happen. Fucking right. It's going to happen. Oh my and we really want to look good. So I, admittedly, so we picked the Jets to win the Stanley Cup, but I think there's a, a bias at play where of course. deep down, I just really want to be right. Uh, but I actually do think the Jets are built to win. They have a very yeah. similar roster structure to Washington because they can play fast and big and tough. And physical. They're, they're balanced, right? Uh, and they have so much star power. Uh, and Line A scoring goals. And Line A scoring goals. Welcome and back. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> because he can score goals in bunches. He went yeah. 28 games with two goals. And he also had a stretch of 18 and 12 games this year, right? So when he's hot, like he is On fire. unstoppable. Yeah. And it was only a matter of time. You can only keep a player that good down for so long. So even though the Jets are down in the series, I think they've been the better team. Even the games they lost, I think they had good stretches of dominant play. So I'm not, I'm not ruling them out yet. Obviously, if they're going to be down 3-1, that'd be big trouble. But yeah. I still have faith that they're the better, better team than St. Louis. I mean, I like your prediction. I'm into it. I certainly think St. Louis has been like 
grinding hard though. Like oh, to yeah. their credit, they have not rolled over and died no. in this series at all. Definitely not. So. For yeah. sure. Yeah, they beat a great story. Test. Great story in the second half because they were in last place, last place in the entire league, 31st overall on January 3rd, I believe, and they've come all the way back. Redemption story. I really yeah. like them. They're like my my West Coast team, like Western Conference team. Like I've always really liked them. Like I want I want good things for them. And they've been around forever. They've been around since 1967, yeah. and they've the never won. The <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, literally. <laughs> That's right. And like the year, like the Leafs won the cup, and then a few months later, the NHL was like, "Please welcome the St. Louis Blues." Like they started. So it's their fault the Leafs have never won again. Maybe. It's entirely possible. Well, burn the city down. I'm done. <laughs> so much for that. So much for my love for St. Louis. It's over. <laughs> um, okay, well, I kind of feel like we need to start wrapping it up here. Yeah. But before we do, I just wanted to hear your opinion on the upcoming season of The Bachelorette. Yes. Uh, yes. In the back of my mind, I heard a rumor that maybe both of you watch it, and I was like, I really hope they ask me about it. Oh my but God. I don't want to. I don't want to ask them to ask me. I'm just gonna play it cool. <laughs> But, uh, okay, here we go. I'm just going to crack my knuckles here. Yeah, get comfy. Okay, my opinion is that the more awkward, the more painful, the more cringeworthy, the better the television is. Oh, 100%. And because of that, I think that Hannah B, it's not Hannah G, right? There's Hannah G and B. It's very But Hannah B is a home run pick. I agree. Even, even when we saw just the the, the end of the finale of The Mess. Bachelor, she could barely... <laughs> Mess. She didn't know, even know how to, what, how to do the rose ceremony. Oh, yeah. All that stuff, which is amazing. Yes. And I think... she And she's very charming, too, because she seems very... She's like, Down-to-earth and endearing, just yes. like a normal, awkward person, yes. which I think will make her relatable. Yes. I although, think so. although, I was laughing so hard that episode, but the audience didn't seem to be into it, I thought. No. I was like, well, I kept saying, why is no one laughing? That's funny. Yeah. So I don't know whether that means she it's won't be well received. Like, take it kind of seriously. Very seriously. I yeah. wonder how much the producers will get that out of her, yeah. and how much of it will still come through in the show. Like, how much will they edit? Is my question. Oh, like, yeah, that's my fear. Because, like, I mean, she can barely string a sentence together. But like, yeah. I'm worried that like they're gonna edit the shit out of this season to make it more like all the other seasons when they should just let it run. Yeah. Like, let her crazy show. Yeah. I'm into it. That's Did the you see best the Bachelorette. Did yes. you see the ridiculous promo video? No. Oh. Uh, you should watch it. It's so bad. They really? changed the. It's no longer in front of the white background, like blowing roses. She's like walking through a forest, like, like an enchanted ripping forest. her crown off, pulling really? off her dress, and she's like, what, is, "What was the tagline? It's like you think you know her, <laughs> yeah, but you'd be wrong." And it's in like that. <laughs> I guess she's I like dropping her crown on the ground, like roses, roses are sprouting <laughs> around it and stuff. It's so horrible. Yeah, wow. we, we live watched it on the uh, podcast. Daniela hadn't seen it yet, so I got her to watch it and like give her reaction <laughs> while she watched it. I described it like a tampon commercial. Like, it was very much like overly done. Like, all the things you could do if you had this great brand and of tampon. And it wasn't a... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And, and it sounds like it wasn't like a parody. It sounds like it was like no, they were playing it seriously. they took no. it Come so on. seriously. Come on, Bachelorette. And that's the thing. You missed opportunity to make this so over the top. She's a beauty queen. Go full send on it. Like, yeah. give us the excessive beauty queen angle. Yeah. Don't try to make this like she's growing from this. I don't want to see any of that. Yeah, we don't want growth. No. We want regression. I want emotional stunted. Yes. <laughs> people, come on. Uh, That's what makes Bachelor in Paradise so good. Oh, yeah. All these people are crazy, and you fuel it with alcohol, yeah. and it's great. Yeah. Can I float a conspiracy theory to both of you? Yes. Okay. Oh, my God. Do you think that I think that Demi is just low-rent Corinne? And she oh. was deliberately, the entire season was deliberately just auditioning to be on Bachelor in Paradise. Had no interest in actually, I don't want to say winning, but 
getting Colton's heart, and I think she just was like, I thought she just was was a knockoff Corinne. Corinne, it came naturally to, yeah. just the one-liners and just whatever Corinne was yes. in her season, but Demi felt forced, in my opinion. Yes, I agree. Demi did grow on me, though, over the course of the show, um, but yeah, I agree. She, I, she totally reminded me of, of like a, a budget version of Corinne. Well, Corinne. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Like the thing about Corinne is like you hated her because this was authentically her. Like that bitch is crazy, yeah. and I loved it. She's a real villain. Legit, yeah, legit villain. A real life villain, and yeah. she had a nanny. Like all of it was perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Although yeah. like Demi's mom was in prison, so like that was a good. Oh my god. Yeah. And see, is it bad that I was really hoping for some hometowns because of that? <laughs> Were you too? Think yeah. we could just film at the prison? Yeah. <laughs> oh no, her mom got released. Uh, During yeah. the season, her mom got released from prison, and then her first phone call took her yes. mom out of prison. She did on speakerphone with Colton to like right. share the experience with him. Not something I would be like, hey dude, I've had one date with. Do you yeah. want to call my mom fresh out of prison? <laughs> I think it'll go really well for our relationship. Yeah. Not offered at all. <laughs> yeah, not no. at all. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree though. I very much think she was like a rip-off version of Corinne and definitely just wanting to be on Bachelor in Paradise. I feel like all of them though, this show is slowly becoming a an audition for Bachelor in Paradise slash their Instagram accounts. Yes. Yeah, how fast Instagram. can I get hair bear gummies to sponsor yeah. me? Yep. Sugar bear hair. Sorry. <laughs> Fit tea. <laughs> Et cetera, et cetera. But it's so true. Bad fit fun. Absolutely Bad right. fit fun. All of them. Like Robbie. Like, that's what Robbie is. Oh. <laughs> I don't like his eyebrows and his face and his teeth and all of it. I, I don't love that reaction. That team yeah. reaction. Oh. Pure, anyone listening can't out. see, but it was true disgust. <laughs> it's, he's like skeezy, but he's so put together that it's disconcerting because like underneath I feel like he's skeezy, but he comes across like perfectly chiseled. I don't like it. Yeah, Almost like too it perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Like, I want to punch him in the face a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think more than a little bit. A lot of it. Yeah, yeah. fair. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I think that wraps us up. Yeah. <laughs> On that really positive note. Yes. <laughs> thank you so much for yes, joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I had so much fun. Yes. <laughs> I really did. Yeah, it was lots of fun. We're so glad that you were able to join us and bring uh, an extra dynamic into the podcast. Come back so, anytime if you want to yeah. talk about hockey or bachelorette. In the reverse order, yes, I'm in. Yeah. Or, or other things that might make you cry. So <laughs> everything? We have that. Okay. We can like maybe pour some rosé and we'll just like have a talk. I would love that. It would be very therapeutic and I would appreciate it very much. <laughs> thank you guys Anyways, for joining us. Yeah, thank you. So we really hope everyone enjoyed our interview with Matt. Uh, we had so much fun doing it, and we were so happy that he was able to join us to talk all about hockey. Um, so again, if anybody does have any questions or you know anything that you want to know, you know further about the interview, by all means, send us an email, cleatsandcocktails at gmail.com. Um, make sure you're following us on Instagram, cleatsandcocktails. Um, Twitter, Cleats Cocktails. Yes, I'm and actively tweeting and still cheering for the Leafs because Megan doesn't tweet. <laughs> sneaky um <laughs> also just wanted to profile to everyone that this is currently our 18th episode which means we are two weeks away from our 20th episode and so what we would really like to do is a huge push on social media and try to get us up to 200 followers by the time our 20th episode comes out um we're currently around 170 so we need 30 more followers um so if anyone has any friends or family members or friends of friends who you haven't told about us yet who you think could be interested like please share with your friends share with your family like try to get our name out there we really want to try to keep uh building up our 
I mean, following on Instagram, but also like listeners on the podcast as well. So, and thank you to everyone who has done it um, to this point. We've seen your stories, we've seen your promotions of us. So, thank mm-hmm. you so much. Yeah, we really uh, appreciate it. Yeah, we feel very lucky. We have such a strong, supportive network of people. <laughs> yes. So, please keep telling your friends about us. Um, Otherwise, and don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, uh, yes. favorite, all the standard podcast platform things. And um, that pretty much wraps us up for this week. So we will chat with everyone again next week. Enjoy the playoffs. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Bye.